Good morning and welcome to Third Country Radio here on BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever. We open today's show with Violin Diptych 2 Changes Move by Samuel Adams from his album Currents. Now, this week we are taking a look at contemporary classical music, so music written for orchestras or for chamber orchestras or string quartets or other combinations of classical instruments, but written in the 20th and 21st centuries. Part of the reason that we wanted to do this is because it is Native American Heritage Month, and last year we did a show where we highlighted all kinds of different music, different genres and different artists, all Native American um, and First Nations, I should amend. But we decided that this year we wanted to kind of take a little bit of a of a different tactic. Instead of just doing, you know, one show that featured all Native artists and then kind of unfortunately moving away from that a little bit for the rest of the year, we decided um, that we wanted to incorporate Native classical composers in this show featuring contemporary classical composers and their music because we, we really had a moment where we thought about how important it is not to highlight marginalized people during a certain day or week or month, but to really celebrate their accomplishments all throughout the year. We are going to be incorporating music from all over the world this week, uh, however, uh, with uh, artists exploring contemporary classical uh, music in a variety of different angles. Um, the piece you just heard uh, by Samuel Adams was um, a, a very, very stirring. Kind of from building from a from from a a, a very tense violin. Uh, section uh, expanding then and and kind of exploding into energy and 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 the rhythm that catches your attention we're also going to be exploring uh musicians and composers uh, composers <laughs> <laughs> who keep their composure while they explore ambient sounds and you use um the sound of uh, the the waves, the sound of rainwater hitting a, a roof, uh, the sound of simply background noise as they go about their day, and 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 finding a way to incorporate that music of life into the pieces uh, we're looking forward to sharing with you this morning. Uh, I think it's it's fair to say that. Some of these pieces will challenge you, uh, just as they they challenge us as as we were exploring this particular genre. But I suppose, in many ways, that challenging of uh, creative norms uh, of musical norms has always been in has always been a part of you know orchestral and, and quote-unquote classical composition you know we, we have stories about the first the first time uh audiences saw the the magic flute there was a riot you know yeah <laughs> yeah there's always kind of been you know, musicians much like any other artist um they're, they're always looking to push the boundaries of what an instrument can do or what a voice can do mm -hmm. and one thing that kind of fascinates me and i'm not very well versed in uh 
contemporary classical. But it's always kind of fascinating to me sometimes when you hear these compositions, and they can be they can be challenging to listen to. They, sometimes they don't have like a a you know solidly you know through line you know solid through line you know melodically. Mm. Uh, sometimes they can be a bit abrasive. Mm. Uh, when we were researching music for this episode, uh, there were some songs that you know we listened to and. You know, not to besmirch the composers, but they're just kind of reached a point where it's like, this is kind of grating. Mm. Um, But it's important for me to kind of expose myself to that because a lot of this music and a lot of the sound art that you will hear, because when uh, when people play around, you know, when they when they record and kind of, you know, mix the sounds and whatnot, it's it's sound art. It isn't really music, but Mm. it's a very different way of listening to sound. Yeah. And so I think what fascinates me is the fact that this music and this sound art forces you to engage with it. It forces you to listen to it and not just have it on in the background. Yeah, I think that's quite true. And I think that's important to uh, keep in mind when you explore classical composition. And um, I, like you said, it, it was nice that we were we were challenged when we were trying to find the music we wanted to play for you today. I, I think it's it, it's not bad to find music that you can respect without necessarily enjoying. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, and and to a certain extent, you know, you have to ask yourself the same question that these composers are asking. You know, what exactly is music? What makes music music? What makes us respond to it? Mm. Uh, I kind of half jokingly told Connor that one of the tracks that we should put on this week's show was 433, the composition uh, by the composer John Cage. And for those who have not heard it, uh, this composition is actually, its uh, if you look at the sheet music, um, it is all rests. Mm. Uh, so, the, so musicians are not playing, um, you know, vocalists are not singing. And when this came out, it came out in 1952, and uh, for any instrument or combination of instruments. Um, and when it came out, it was rather controversial. Um, according to the Wikipedia article that I have here, the score instructs performers not to play their instruments during the entire duration of the piece throughout the three movements. It consists of the sounds and the environment that the listeners hear while it is performed, although it is commonly perceived as four minutes, 33 seconds of silence. And John Cage uh, was someone who uh, was engaged in Zen Buddhism. He studied it since the late 1940s. And when you, when you know that about the composer, it kind of makes sense that he is forcing the audience. Forcing might be too strong of a word. Uh, he is inviting the mm. audience to to sit quietly for four minutes and thirty three seconds and engage in what is essentially an impromptu meditation session. Mm. Uh, because when this is performed live, even I, I've heard this sounds strange, but I have seen performances on YouTube of of that particular piece and. Because there is no music playing, people are forced to observe. Mm. And and I think that's what excites me so much about the music and the sound art that we have on today, is that it it really invites you to engage directly, as opposed to just having something on in the background. Mm. And that's that's kind of in many ways kind of the pinnacle of art. Is you know is when is when you cannot look away. You are compelled for some reason to engage, mm. and I I love music dearly, 
but I am often guilty of you know, having it on the background while I take a shower, while I get ready for my day, while I'm working. And it's, it's a great comfort. Mm. But at the same time, am I truly engaging with this art? And how often do people have time to really engage in music? So hopefully today you'll be able to take some time to really truly listen and not just have something on in the background. You'll take some time to listen, to contemplate, and to enjoy some really wonderful art. Mm. And I think the next piece that we are going to play for you uh, captures that um mentality of 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 uh, you know it's an arresting piece that explores the position of music in our world by incorporating uh sort of background and 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 natural noise the 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 the, the sound of the world with a stirring piece of music um the uh cellist kate ellis and composer ed bennett work together on uh the um, six-part um, piece, uh, Strange Waves, uh, a, a kind of a, a, basically a, a large-scale work uh, blending music for eight cellos uh, combined with field recordings uh, actually made uh, on the coastline of County Down. So if you listen carefully, you can actually hear the sort of rolling waves of the Irish Sea uh, incorporated into uh, this blend of um, of Ellis's uh, cello uh, on top of itself, uh, which which makes for a a a, a very stirring piece of music. Um, so uh, coming up next here on Heard Country Radio, this is uh, this is part one of that uh, six part movement, Strange Waves, by Kate Ellis and Ed Bennett. <laughs>
Welcome back to Third Country Radio on BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever. And we hope that you're having a great morning here with us as we explore and celebrate contemporary classical music, uh, which is the sort of thing to help kind of push you and enlighten you and move you and get you out of your comfort zone. Although in saying that, uh, some of the music we just heard was absolutely delightful and, and the perfect relaxing relaxation uh, for, for a Thursday morning. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing that I, I really appreciate about the music that we're listening to is that it's it's quite contemplative. Mm. Uh, it isn't uh, loud, jarring music, and it's it's not background music. It is just music that that really allows you to to consider what music is. Yeah. <laughs> I know that sounds so silly. <laughs> no, I think it makes sense it, it, in a very zen way. And, and in saying that, we will have some music later on in the show that is by design going to jar you and shove you uh, around a little bit. But uh, the uh, three pieces you just heard, uh, I think were just a wonderful way to kind of ease you into the early hours of the morning here. Uh, You heard uh, Kate Ellis and Ed Bennett, their uh, collaboration, a a multi-part, eight cello pieces uh, sort of placed on top of each other to create that really uh, powerful driving sound there uh, reminiscent of the of the very sea that uh, inspired Bennett uh, that was uh, Strange Waves part one uh, we followed that up with John Luther Adams and from his album Darkness and Scattered Light um, that piece was entitled Three High Places number one above Sunset Pass and uh, we finished up that trio uh, with a uh, piece uh, composed by Ron Warren uh, titled Songs and Dances for the Three Generous Sisters and uh, it was uh, performed there by Don Avery who is a cellist, vocalist, composer and educator of Mohawk descent and you can find that piece on her album North Amer- North American Indian Cello Project, uh, which uh, you can you can locate on Bandcamp, and and all of these uh, pieces are actually available to purchase from there. So while Bandcamp is still a, a viable website, uh, go there and check it out. And uh, if anything catches your ear this morning, uh, by all means, uh, pick it up and uh, see what else the artist has that might uh, inspire you. Yeah, I'm always constantly amazed by how many different genres and musicians are available on Bandcamp because when the website first came out, I was always under the impression like, okay, so this is the the website for, you know, the punk band that plays at your local (laughs) club in, you know, Peoria, Um, you know, buy buy our album. It's it's two bucks. You can get it online. But and and, uh, that's that's a gentle joke, but uh but you know, like having websites like Bandcamp is so important for independent artists because it's really difficult. Um, you know, it's really difficult to to get your website out there and get your name known. So while you can, you know, host your own music on your own website, Bandcamp is a marvelous tool for people to discover music from all over the world in all kinds of different genres. And I'm I'm so glad that it exists, and I hope that uh, there was 
a, a sale recently mm. and some concern that uh, that the band camp that we know and love may go away. Uh, hopefully it doesn't though. Yeah, I am hopeful that you know this site, this this um, service, because that's what it really is. It's a service both to us as listeners and uh, purveyors of of music, as well as it is a, a service to those who create, um, to make the process of finding new music a lot easier. And I don't think uh, we would be able to do a show like this without the benefit of modern technology. I don't think that um, artists like John Luther Adams or Ed Bennett um, or any of the various um, collectives and composers that we are um, sharing with you this morning, I don't think that they would have as 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 far a reach if it was not for um, the um, ease with which people can now find new music and and stretch their own tastes. Um, you know these 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 composers and these musicians have always had like a core audience which will actively go out and seek them but you know people like us who are interested in exploring new artists but may not may not always know where to go um, really benefit from having this kind of access you know this this is a this this show this week i don't think this is a show we could do without the um, benefit of having the internet. Yeah, exactly. Because this kind of music as well, it's it's not really well represented in your typical music store. Mm. Uh, and when I say that, there are amazing music stores out there, do not get me wrong. But I think most of them are, are geared toward consumers of, of pop music. Mm. Um, and I use that term very broadly. Uh, because not just the genre of pop, but popular music, the you know the all-encompassing term for music that you are most likely to hear on the radio, music that you are lo- most likely to buy an album for. So, uh, you know, rock and roll, uh, hip hop, country, pop, that sort of thing. Mm. And you know, we we have a, a local record exchange in town. Uh, we also have a, a fantastic record store, Blackbird Records. Um, so we we are very lucky in that sense. But we are kind of in those uh, stores, kind of at the mercy of popular tastes to a certain extent. Mm. Uh, there will always be, you know, vintage albums out there. Uh, we do own a record player. We need to set it up. But, um, <laughs> but you know, we this kind of music is not stuff that's going to really be found in those places. I think a lot mm. of used record stores, knowing that there's not a, you know, because they're all based on turnover. Yeah. Um, so knowing that there's not really a vast audience for this kind of music probably will not purchase it either new or used um and so because of that it kind of remains in in the realm of uh classical listeners and even then a lot of of people who are really into classical music might not necessarily be as into contemporary classical music yeah um because they you know they want to hear beethoven they want to hear mozart uh, these these you know kind of titans of the genre mm. who made music that is very important and very beautiful, uh, but is hundreds of years old at this point. 
So, <laughs> so thank goodness for places like Bandcamp that allow musicians like this to, you know, to find their people, basically. Yeah, absolutely. I think that uh, with that in mind, we uh, we have a piece here next that definitely would not have, have found uh, were it not for the wonders of modern technology uh, from a uh, the Swedish-Finnish sound artist and electro-acoustic composer uh, Marja Atti. Uh, this is a, a piece that combines um, field recordings, instrumental sounds, electronics, and I remember when I played this for you um, yesterday when we were putting the music together for for the show here today uh i i I remember you 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 getting very very relaxed uh feeling feeling very calmed by it it's a very meditative piece um that is is coming up next and uh i i think that it's a uh it's the it's it's that kind of discovery that makes uh, a show like Third Country Radio such a joy to do. Um, and uh, I, I think that, again, without the benefits of, of modern technology, first of all, a lot of this music would be much more difficult to make, and it would be much more difficult to share this music with you, the listener, uh, because we would not have the benefit of bff.fm we would not have the benefit of this community radio which is able to reach far beyond its grasp uh to uh to to pull you in and introduce you to something very cool <laughs> exactly uh, so coming up next beginning with the with the sound of a bell toll and easing you in to a beautifully meditative piece this is uh, Mar- Marja Ati, and please, if you're Swedish or Finnish, and I've just destroyed the pronunciation of her name, let me know. From her album Tender Membranes, this is Shrine Acer. <laughs>
Every day, BFF.FM strengthens communities across our region by sharing superb music with everyone. Music to connect people with each other and the community they're part of. Carefully curated programs on BFF.FM enrich and engage with music you know and surprise you with music new to your years. Music on BFF.FM just makes any day better. Your donation to BFF.FM is an investment in the power of music to uplift, to connect all of us together. Please take a moment now to invest in the power of music at BFF.FM.
three really beautiful pieces there. You're listening to Third Country Radio here on BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever. We started that off with a song called Shrine, Aether, if you can call it a song. It was kind of uh, part song, part sound art, mm. uh, composed of uh, field recordings and and you know various other various other bits and bobs i guess you can say mm. but uh coming together absolutely beautifully there and that was by maria ati from the album tender membranes after that you heard a song simply called part two that was by the certitudes and i will try to pronounce this album name uh french is not my strong suit uh const uh fuma. That was pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and that song, I, I just kind of love it. It sounds like something that, uh, like an outtake from a uh, psychedelic folk album from Britain's mm. in, in like the <laughs> 70s. After that, you heard the the absolutely gorgeous song, Balfour Oma uh, Bindig. Sorry. It, uh, we, we want to be, we want to be as, 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 uh, as, as respectful as we can because uh, d- just the the beauty of that song demands it really yeah uh, I, I apologize we had been practicing and practicing and for some reason I my brain just kind of stopped when I tried to read that <laughs> there so uh, but that was by Andrew Balfour and Musica Intima uh, and that was a kind of an interesting story behind that project wasn't it because he mm. uh, the composer said that um, they, they are First Nations from Canada, mm-hmm. uh, but they were kind of brought up in the Anglican tradition, I believe. So a yeah. combination of, I think that is Ojibwe, and uh, Ojibwe wording, um, but with a uh, kind of an Anglican choral tradition, like yeah. song structure there. Yeah, and it's a it's a gorgeous piece of, of music, a gorgeous, a gorgeous uh, vocal composition. Uh, it comes from uh, an album um, titled uh, uh, Nagamo, uh, which is uh, the Cree word for sings, and uh, it's a, uh, a really gorgeous album. Um, compositions by uh, by by um, Andrew Balfour himself, as well as um, uh, a number of of other pieces uh, by more traditional composers. And as you can probably guess uh, by the use of um, the uh, sort of native uh, languages and the story of, of the composer himself, uh, he is one of several um, indigenous uh, composers and musicians that uh, we are very, very happy and very lucky to uh, share uh, among uh, the great musicians uh, this week. Uh, as Katie said at the uh, top of the show, uh, last year we did a special in which we examined uh, contributions by indigenous um, musicians and bands um, from all across the musical spectrum. And this year we wanted to do something a little bit different rather than sort of constrain that into one show as if to say you get this two-hour block and then that's it this year it was it was important for us that we recognize during native american history month uh the um continuous contributions of uh indigenous and first nations peoples here in the americas 
Yeah, exactly. It's there's a lot of I think you know very good intentions around you know creating you know months and things like that to discuss um, you know months or days or weeks or what what have you to discuss marginalized individuals and to you know discuss their history, celebrate culture, and there's there's truly nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But I think personally that there needs to be kind of a, a wider discussion about you know, being truly inclusive in the sense of like, instead of shunting everything to, you know, to one side, really making sure that, that, you know, these individuals are highlighted all the time. Yeah. Bringing them, you know, further into the, the public consciousness so that it's not a one and done sort of thing. And, and hopefully we can do that. It won't just be, you know, Native American artists. Um, I, I'm going to try to make a concerted effort to see if I can find more music from more... Uh, more groups, put it that way. Yeah, uh, and, and that's part of our goal here as uh, as the presenters and the, and the musical curators of Third Country Radio uh, is uh, really pushing ourselves to find interesting music from everywhere, and then uh, getting the, ch- the ch- chance to to share it with you, uh, the, the listener, and, and just having a great time of it. Um, <laughs> so, um, coming up next is a, a piece, uh, from much further afield, um, recorded by a collective, um, uh, based out of Vienna in Austria, uh, exploring the music of the, uh, modern composer, uh, let me, let me see if I can get this right, uh, Lucia, uh, Douglas, uh, Duglosuski. Uh, I got it there eventually. Uh, who uh, was the uh, the first woman ever to receive the uh, Kuzovitsky International Recording Award? Uh, she uh, was a uh, contemporary of many of the the great masters of the of the New York music scene. She had been uh, she busy recording really uh, from the 1950s uh, through to the 1990s up until the the final years of her life and uh, the Austrian um, orchestra or Austrian group uh, Klang Forum Win uh, have collected um, some of her pieces in uh, an album called Abyss and Caress uh, it's a uh, very very exciting very very um uh sort of gripping uh exploration of of contemporary classical uh and as we zip through the second hour of the show already uh we are very grateful to share with you this piece uh from um 1993 this uh track is called Each Time You Carry Me This Way. Thank you. 
truly beautiful piece right there uh, from one corner to another uh, that was uh, a work from the composer Connor Chi uh, who uh, a, a of, of indigenous uh, descent Navajo I believe Navajo perfect uh, thank you very much um, uh, he composed a piece called Coyotes and uh, that was performed uh, live by the Butterfly Trio and uh, I think uh, Katie and I both agree just a just a, a gorgeous piece of uh, contemporary music right there yeah, beautiful and, and quite haunting. And the thing that I really appreciated about that particular piece is the the piano in there kind of reminded me, you know, in, in old westerns and stuff, you know, the mm. saloon piano, that kind of thing. So so to hear that style used a little bit in that composition and used by a, a native composer, mm. uh, especially because, unfortunately, for many, many years in westerns, uh, native people were not really given the respect that they deserved. Mm. And so it's kind of interesting to, to hear that, you know, that slight motif at least that's what I hear in it, mm. uh, in that piece of music that is just really, really beautiful. Yeah, taken taken uh, with a with a sort of mournful tone to mm-hmm. it as well. Absolutely. Um, which just adds to that um, the, the the emotion that comes out of it. Uh, before that, you heard uh, British composer Simon Clark uh, with uh, the first piece from his album uh, "Pour Finir Encore." That was a uh, "Pour Finir Encore." Uh, number one uh, and just a really lovely piece there that uh, I, I think it is is uh, uh, captures the the sort of attempt to to kind of explore new classical music you know paying paying homage to what has come before but uh, very eager to to develop its own sound mm-hmm. and uh, yeah I really enjoyed that piece uh, opening before that, of course, uh, you heard um, the Jasper String Quartet. Uh, Vivian Fung was the composer. That was String Quartet Number One, Part Four, uh, Moto Perpetuo, Presto Possible, uh, from from the album Insects and Machines, and and, and just a, a really um, intimidating piece of music. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I keep saying absolutely a lot. I don't know what it is tonight, but. Uh... But yeah, the, again, one of those pieces that's a bit challenging, a little mm. bit kind of a challenging listen, but but really forces you to engage. Um, you have really no choice but to listen very intently to yeah, that piece. Yeah, again, it it's arresting and it captures you and it won't let you go until you have really kind of given yourself to it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I almost said it again. I'm yeah. trying to get away from it. I know, but it, it's... It's, it's it's a word that we both like to use. I I, I use it all the time. Not, Indubitably, there in, we go. That's there you go. Word. Yeah, it's a it's a cromulent piece of music. <laughs> um, um, but we open that up with uh, each time you carry me this way, uh, composed by Lucia Dugluzuski. Du, du, there you go. I will get better at this. <laughs> um, but performed by Clang Forum Wien. And, uh, yeah, a a very, very exciting piece. Well, we have come to the end of another great two hours. We are going to leave you with uh, a remarkable piece of music by Chris Slarb called Section One. Until next week, take care and uh, keep exploring new music. Invariably, make art, love life.